You're listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own 5 tents, 7 backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Saran Alfines, is, There is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Uh, today, I'm joined by Brandon, Chase, Jordan, and myself, I'm Greg. Um, and we are going to, well, we're going to just tell a few stories. Um, you know, over the over the last couple of weeks, it's, it's the summer here in Utah, so we're all taking our family on vacations and stuff. And as we've been talking as a group, we've been telling each other stories of, uh, you know, our various trips that we've been on and stuff. And it's brought up some memories from past trips then, um, you know, so we just thought we'd share some of those stories with you. So, um, on a couple episodes ago, I told a, a short story of when I went backpacking by myself as a 16 year old, got grounded for it. And because I was grounded, I missed out on visiting Havasupai on that on that solo backpacking trip, just for a little bit of background, um, so that you don't think that my parents are, are, uh, you know, too unreasonable. <laughs> By the time I was 16, I had probably had the search and rescue called on me about not even by my parents, but by other parents, I don't know, four or five times. And so my parents made it a rule <laughs> that I wasn't allowed to go out into the mountains by myself anymore. I, uh, they always wanted to make sure that I had a partner, a buddy with me or something. And so I loved to backpack at the time. I was big into climbing, big, big into mountaineering. And, and so my parents said, you know, I'm not allowed to go out in the mountains by myself. That's why I got grounded, wasn't able to go to have a supai. Now that I'm older, um, <laughs> you can go to have a supai. Um, but anyway, so when I went on that solo trip, I ran into a mountain lion at like three o'clock in the morning by myself. It was terrifying. So those are some of the some of the stories. Any of you guys have any any stories like that that are just really memorable? Um, I have a backpack. So it's backpacking season. Yep. Do you remember your? So I did not grow up back. It seems like you were in scouts and grew up backpacking and sort of knew the basics. Where I mountain biked and rock climbed and hiked and and my mom had an RV, so we RV'd. If, is that a verb? RV'd. <laughs> yeah. It is now. It is now. Um, but I never backpacked until I was like in my 30s. And so I decided, uh, okay, I took my friend and we're like, let's go backpacking. And it was one <laughs> of those things where I had a, an, a climbing approach pack that I made work. And so I look like all the scouts where everything is attached to the outside (laughs) of the pack on the way up there. And we decided to go to the Uinas. um, And I I probably was well over 40 pounds on this little pack and it hurt and all this kind of stuff. But we got there in the dark 
like you, you know you get there in the dark because you didn't plan so rather than get there early and hiking in the light you get we got there late and hiked in in the dark and then it started to rain because that's what happens in the first time you do anything it's raining like the weather doesn't cooperate and then we go to set up the tent and somebody forgot the rain cover the rain fly. The, the <laughs> rain fly <laughs> on, oh, man. on the tent could not find the rain fly on the tent but i happened to bring a so i brought a full-on tarp as like the ground sheet because mm-hmm. you know you need a ground sheet so i had a tarp so <laughs> we took the tarp and threw the tarp over the tent and that worked um the next morning we were going to hike uh, king's peak and these lovely ladies who were camped next to us said uh, we, you know what? We have extra peanut butter and jelly. Would you guys like some extra peanut butter and jelly? And I'm like, well, yeah, we probably didn't bring enough food, but really we probably brought like, get, like way, too know, much. way too much. So we're like, you know what? Yeah, we're, we're heading out on this hike. Just go ahead and throw it in the tent. So, uh, and then we leave <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we, and then it rains on us. You know, the, the, I mean, that's an all day of it. If you ever go do Kings peak, even from uh, the lake there at dollar Lake, that's, it's hours right hours and hours and hours and it's raining again it's raining all day we get back to the tent the the lovely ladies who left us some peanut butter and jelly uh left the door open and so the rain made it into the tent and we have a puddle now at the bottom of our tent and (laughs) and there's our jar straight up jars of peanut butter and a jar <laughs> of jelly that we now have to pack out that they left on our sleeping bags. Was it ultralight jelly? It was. It was good news is it was ultralight jelly. So uh, it was like ultralight, ultralight jelly. Grape, <laughs> grape ultralight. Uh, the peanut butter ultralight too. So I'm like, okay, now we have a heavier load to carry out, and our tent is soaking wet. Um, <laughs> This is awesome. So we made, you know, suffered through. The good news was the next day it was sunny on the hike out or whatever. So we pack up the tent and guess what was underneath the tent? The rain, rain fly. fly. No way. Because <laughs> we set up in the dark and when we pulled the tent out, the, the rain fly fell out and fell under the tent. And when we set it up and we went to find the rain fly, we couldn't find the rain fly. <laughs> so we had to use the tarp and uh, yeah. And so mistakes happen on your first time out backpacking. But it was our like our one of the most fun trips, right? And I can tell oh, stories about it. it, and it was it was great. Yeah, I, and I changed a lot of a lot after that. I'm like, I need I need different stuff, and don't ever accept gifts from strangers <laughs> without knowing exactly what the, those gifts are in the in the backcountry. Yeah. So one of the reasons why we started Gear Thirty, we opened this store, and and we carry what we carry is when my. Uh, my father-in-law, who's one of my business partners in the, in the store, and you're one of the one of his business partners too, Brandon. Um, when he was growing up backpacking, he well, thanks for reminding me, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon. You are a business partner. <laughs> when he was growing up backpacking, um, he was out backpacking with his dad, and his dad is like, uh, well, he's six. He's six nine. And so no matter what tent he had, his feet would just kind of hang out the tent. But anyway, so they're on this backpacking trip and he's got just mediocre gear, not, not very good gear. And it's raining all night. And about three o'clock in the morning, um, so he and his brother were sleeping in a different tent. His dad had his own tent because he was too big. He had to sleep sideways to be able to fit in the tent and whatever. So he had his own tent, but the tent was leaking and it, he was getting soaking wet. So at like three in the morning, he wakes up to his dad yelling, "Boys, pack it up! We're on it! We're we're heading out!" 
And so literally three in the morning in a downpour, they're packing up their stuff and hiking out because his dad, the, the tent had leaked. His sleeping bag was soaked. They were soaking wet, freezing cold. And so they just called the trip early. And after that, instead of never going backpacking again, they just went to the store and bought proper backpacking gear. And then they went back out. Like, I don't know. Shortly after that, they went back out and they had a great trip. It still rained, but they stayed dry and they had good gear for it and they were prepared for it. So ever since that trip, um, Mark, one of our partners, he's, he said, it's always been paramount to me that I always have quality gear. No matter what it is, it's got to be quality. It's got to protect me. It's got to got to take care of me in the mountains. So we have a saying here. It's um, by Ranulph Fiennes, who's a, a British explorer. He says, there's no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate clothing. And we expand that a little bit here to say only inappropriate gear because it's true. In my experience, like I've been in the nastiest whiteout blizzards on Mount Rainier and, and local mountains and stuff like that. And I was completely comfortable and, and stuff because I had the right gear. And um, there have been times when I haven't had the right gear. There have been a lot of times that, I, that I've been in groups that haven't had the right gear. And even though maybe I personally had the right gear, others didn't. For example, I used to be a scout leader. <laughs> and I took scouts up King's Peak. Scouts will take whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I took scouts up King's Peak. And, um, y- Which you know. That's probably just a ticket to heaven right there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's well, an undertaking. I hope so. Um, so we hike up and, you know, we had we had had multiple meetings about what to take and we had even had a pack check to make sure that kids were packing everything right. We had been on multiple hikes to help all these kids get in shape for this trip. And still the scouts. uh, So one of the scouts we're we're hiking in and he's just complaining about how heavy his pack is. And we had checked his back pack beforehand. And I thought that pack can't be more than about 25 or 30 pounds because he barely has everything that he needs. And he was one of the strongest hikers on all our all our warm up hikes. So anyway, we we end up I end up carrying part of his pack and into camp some of his stuff and I carried the pack and then one of the other leaders carried the pack for a little bit because he was it was a heavy pack and he was just dying. We finally get into camp and he starts pulling out Gatorade after out of his <laughs> bottles, pack. bottles, bottles of, Gatorade. of Gatorade. But not just bottles, he's got 12 one liter bottles of Gatorade. Oh my god. So he's gosh. got three gallons of Gatorade. That's 24 pounds of Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts pulling out all of these like massive burritos out of his. So he brought burritos. It's like for, microwavable. So <laughs> yeah. He brought burritos um, for every one of his meals on oh that whole trip. Oh my gosh. And these were like these huge, like California type burritos, massive burritos. He had, I don't remember how many he had. He had like 12 burritos or, or <laughs> how, 15 burritos or something like that. Like... <clears throat> so they were pre-cooked and I think he was just planning on eating them plain. Like wow. I don't think he was thinking at all. And anyway, I need to step so up my food game when had, I go backpacking. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had like 40 pounds in just burritos and Gatorade. <laughs> I love this kid so much. <laughs> like, he can come back packing with me anytime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, burritos and Gatorade. So, did you call him burrito the rest of the trip? <laughs> we didn't. That's we're not that witty. Um, I'm not that witty anyway. So then we're 
doing the hikes where we hike up to King's Peak. He makes it up to King's Peak and everything's good and everything. But then he gets back to camp one day and he's like, hey, can I borrow some toilet paper? It's like, well, you didn't bring toilet paper? No, I forgot it. Like, uh, yeah. And so I hand him like a, almost a full roll of toilet paper. <laughs> His burritos are getting to him, huh? <laughs> burritos are getting no, Wait, never hand somebody the full roll. I know. <laughs> so I know now. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was common sense that you don't use a full roll when you go once. So, oh. so I, I hand him like a full roll of toilet paper. He takes off and I, I, we have already talked about, this is how you dig a hole. This is how you take care of your business. And, and so anyway, takes off with this roll of toilet paper. He comes back and I didn't even think anything of it. Um, I just, we go about our day and then we decide to go on a hike and um, as we're packing up to go on this hike to go fishing at a lake, I ask him, hey, do you have my toilet paper? And he looks at me kind of with eyes wide and he's like, oh, I, I used it. I said, well, I gave you a full roll. He said, yeah, I, I used the whole roll. Well, at least he's clean. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, you used a full roll of toilet paper. And he said, well, it was a big one. I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. So now I'm having to share other people's toilet paper on the trip because he he used my whole roll. The last night of the or the last day of the trip, the the night before we hiked out, a park ranger or not a park ranger, but a forest ranger walking through with a big shovel and he I guess because there's so many scouts that go into that area, he knows he needs to come through and and take care of business like bury people's all these scouts poop toilet paper and poop and stuff like that because they don't know how to do it properly and i've trained these boys like they know how to do it properly and he walks through and he comes to our camp and he said hey is is this um your guys's mess up here and i said up where and so i follow him and he hikes like i don't know a quarter mile probably not even a quarter mile outside of our camp and there's just toilet paper all over the place and piles of poo all over the place. <laughs> and apparently our scouts were hiking up and taking a dump in the same area and just leaving their toilet paper strewn about. I was so embarrassed. I, I apologized profusely. I helped him clean it all up and stuff. So ba- and basically it's Everest Base Camp. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, wow. I was, oh, man, I was so frustrated. And anyway, so we had a... We had a good trip. There were, this wasn't the only kid that had issues. Like there were a bunch of those types of things, but some people made it to the top of. But that's a pro tip because when you backpack, if you change your diet suddenly and you go from never eating gorp on the daily to all the gorp in one (laughs) hike in, your battles may feel that the next day and you may have a different sensation in your body uh, on day two. And that's something where it's like, you don't think about it, like, oh, well, I need to buy trail, trail food or whatever, you know, like, but, but you don't eat that every day. And then all of a sudden you've got like a pound of raisins in you or something and chocolate and nuts and your body's going to act different. And then you're like, I got to go every, everywhere. 7,000 milligrams of sodium. All the sodium <laughs> plus the dehydrated foods. Like just the stuff you don't eat it may be on the daily. And then, mm-hmm. and that's what happens to me another you know you learn by experience i'm like you know what i'm so now i don't hike with as much gorp i do like uh, string cheese and beef jerky and um so, stuff that's 
that you're maybe a little more used digesting. to. It's yeah, it's it's not so far out of right. norm or something. That's why yeah. I bring burritos because I'm used to eating those. <laughs> Big old burritos. You eat, you eat for every a meal. lot more burritos. I, your yeah. arms are getting skinny. Well, we knew that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not news. Do so, you have to drop weight? Do you have to drop weight? Sorry. To, are to, to are you dropping weight to get to like running for yeah. your fifty? Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely okay. dropping weight. Okay. I'm a little too fat right now. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get back from this trip, and I'm just frustrated, and the some of the other leaders are frustrated too. But I'm just like, man, we worked so hard to prepare for this and everything, and I felt like I was just yelling at the boys the whole trip and everything. We get back, and like the next. Sunday we're at church and I'm a bunch of these boys are like 13, go to the same 14? church. Yeah, 13, 14 year olds. Uh well yeah. Yeah, 13, 14 year olds. <clears throat> so we're at, at church and I'm thinking like these kids are just gonna go home and tell their their parents about how bad I was yelling at them and all this stuff and all these problems. And all I hear from these boys was about how amazing that trip was and how much they enjoyed it and how much they learned and well, they could poop wherever they wanted. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> not only that like they had a great time and there were these kids like who were who really pushed themselves way past oh, they, their limits they pushed a lot of stuff as well <laughs> oh, oh, they I, should, it all. I shouldn't i should have never told but did that they, story did they all make it to the peak not every one of them most of them did because that's a that's a pretty that's a big climb it's a big deal and most of them did some of them didn't quite make it but they all pushed themselves past where they thought they could and they all came back different like they were more confident they were <laughs> they were more united and stuff like that it was a good it was a good trip and you know it made it worthwhile it made it worth all the effort and everything um even though it was frustrating at the time i had uh, i i love that hike i was doing it every year for a while i haven't done it for a year or two now but there's a point where you're above tree line and you're way up like way up there in the if you call it a circle i don't know what you call that up there and right below the part where before you start hiking the before ridge line anderson pass is it anderson so is it Anderson? Anderson yeah, Pass is the yeah. pass right below the but, ridge line. Yeah, that whole like area mm-hmm. up there. That's I was hiking up, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta go. And there's like, <laughs> there's nowhere there to hide. Nowhere, <laughs> fun. nowhere to hide. There's not big rocks. There's like, I'm like, oh well. And there's a little. It's like the, the it's like the the runoff or maybe springs too because there's a little bit of water right and and I'm and it's like and there's a little bit of rock area over there so I went a little ways away from that so as not to contaminate and I'm like well here here's my business out in the open because <laughs> it's not like it's busy but there are other people out there right. who can it's a big wide open space and so <laughs> you can see every every person that's up in that area right you, you can see them and, and you're like pretty sure that guy's going number two over there like <laughs> yeah but when you are up there and you gotta go it's like well yeah yeah you gotta you gotta go so you gotta be prepared yeah definitely yeah the um you know this is a gear podcast or at least most episodes are by a good trowel (laughs) by a good trowel um but i was just thinking about that trip with the scouts and um and a couple of things that that the scouts didn't do properly one of the scouts only brought an emergency blanket as his sleeping bag oh that's great as a sleeping bag as a sleeping bag because somebody told him when he went to i think he was at cabela's buying stuff and 
somebody told him that he needed a, an emergency blanket. And he said, well, why do I need this? And he said, well, this will keep you warm down to about 40 degrees. And so in his mind, he's like, sweet, it's not supposed to get colder than 40 degrees. I can use this as a blanket, as a sleeping uh-huh. bag. Yeah. And so he didn't have a sleeping bag. He just had an emergency blanket. He didn't tell us that. Um, he's sleeping in his own tent. He brought his own tent, his own pad, and an emergency blanket. He didn't tell us that. And the next morning, he's we're all getting out of camp and getting ready to go, and he's laying in, in his tent. And I kept telling him, hey, you got to wake up, got to wake up, and we got to get going. Pretty soon, like he's not getting out, and I go and unzip. He's dead. I, I go and unzip <laughs> his tent and, and peek inside the tent, and um, and he's laying there, and he looks completely miserable. And he's wrapped in an emergency blanket. And I said, well, where's your sleeping bag? He said, well, this is this is my sleeping bag. I said, what are you talking about? And he said, this is what I brought for my sleeping bag. The guy at the store said it would be warm enough. Oh. And so we had to we had to figure some stuff out oh, for him for the man. next night. But he didn't sleep at all that night. Oh, he was I'm just sure. shivering. Yeah. He was cold. It, it was uncomfortable. He didn't sleep at all. That poor kid. He got altitude sickness. He was like thrown up and stuff. It was just a nasty mess for him. And I think part of it was, you know, he wasn't feeling the hike in kind of did him in. So he's having a hard time wanting to eat or drink anything. And then the cold night after not drinking or eating and all that stuff, plus the altitude and everything, he was just, he was kind of in bad shape. I kind of felt, I felt horrible for him and I felt like a bad leader, like not paying attention to that type of stuff. But Anyway, we got him taken care of, and he was fine for the rest of the trip. I'm surprised more scouts don't die. I know it's amazing. <laughs> I think I think God watches over the over wow. the Boy Scouts cause, <laughs> and watches over other people who are around Boy Scouts because it's amazing that they don't kill more people too on accident, <laughs> oh, like man. pushing like hoodoos over in Goblin Valley and stuff. We on the way out of Havasu this last just yesterday morning, we passed two troops coming in, and there's a couple of those boys. I was thinking, whew. Have fun. <laughs> they're hope day you, packs. And hope you make it. They've got big Coleman sleeping bags hanging off them, and they've got this hanging off here. And I'm like, that's a school bag. Well, dude. and that's inevitable yeah. when I'm coming off of um, Kings Peak because mm-hmm. we'll summit at like 10 or something, you know. And so we're heading back to camp, and it's like noon. And, and here comes, oh, the Boy Scouts are finally packed up and ready to go hit this peak. And I'm like, dude, like the thunderstorms are coming right now. Like, right. and mm-hmm. here they go. They're off heading up there. I'm like, well, okay. I haven't really heard a news story of anybody actually getting hit by lightning, but now's the day. Today's the day. Like, that's what I feel like every yeah. time. It's yeah, crazy. Definitely. So, so gear tips. Uh, if you're backpacking, actually take a sleeping bag. <laughs> An emergency blanket's good to have as a backup just I mean, in case. But he lived. He, he lived. lived. Yeah. He lived. They'll keep um, you alive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, proper sleeping bag, pad, tent that'll keep you dry, um, tent that has a rain fly that goes to the ground. Um, Bury your poop. Well, there's that too. But <laughs> yeah, proper gear, it really makes a difference. There is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. Um, and when you don't have the right gear, even a situation that really shouldn't be dangerous can turn quite dangerous. But if with the right gear, even a, what should be a dangerous situation can be quite enjoyable. So, uh, and on future podcasts, we'll talk in more detail about what that gear should look like and some of our suggestions on, on for like our favorite backpacking gear and stuff like that. So, so stay tuned for that. 
Um, thanks for joining us today for the podcast. You can follow Gear30 on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. And you can also visit our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. On that website, you can see all the gear that we sell. Um, we we have a great buyer in Chase as well as Mikkel. Uh, they, they do a great job in, in providing a good selection of uh, quality gear that will take care of you in the backcountry that also fits nice and looks nice and will last. And I, I think we have some of the best selection and also some of the most unique selection of really quality outdoor gear around definitely in utah and i think probably in the nation um so visit our website and see what we have to offer there um also we have a a blog and some other things where you can find some great information Uh, i think brandon recently did a a blog post about his trip to yellowstone with his kids and some of the things that you can learn when you're taking uh taking family into the outdoors so um but thanks for joining us today for the podcast and we'll see you on the next one see you out there thanks for joining us today for the gear 30 podcast gear 30 is a specialty outdoor retail store at the foot of the wasatch mountains in ogden utah like us on facebook follow and interact with us on instagram at gear underscore three zero and visit our website gear30.com for amazing deals on the best outdoor gear around that's gear 30 spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, comment, ask questions, and participate. 